Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Top of the hour here on the Daily Tip. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He's Michael Jenkins. We've got a great hour of programming coming your way if you stick with us. If you're only around for one segment, though, we've got you covered. We're doing read and react, analyzing the the top narratives and storylines in the NFL. Is Tommy DeVito more than just a meme? Could he actually be the quarterback for the Giants for more than just a few games? Then at 720, we'll talk to Lucy Burge, all things pop culture, and see what's going on uh, in the mind of Lucy. Then at 7.40, it's time for our show Survivor Picks. Last year, last week was a battlefield for us. I think all of us lost. It was a wild week in the NFL. We'll see if we can get back on the right side of things this week when we give you our favorite outright picks. Jenks, nice, nice of you to join us. And I do have a question. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like there's a story in there, actually. What happened? Well, it's just, honestly, <laughs> the story is sometimes I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and the bath there is no bathroom on this floor where we are. So I know it sounds crazy. I wasn't doing anything. Cra- I, and I, I'm being as quick as I can. And you have to go all the way upstairs, you know, use the swipe and beep, open the door. Beep, open another door. Then you walk around the corner. Then you go to the bathroom. And then you come all the way back down. And sometimes there's just not enough time. So it's a sprint from start to finish. So even when I do make it on time, I'm usually making it with like 10 seconds to spare. (laughs) So I'm sorry to leave you hanging. I just don't understand why when they built this area of the building, this floor, there's not a bathroom on this floor. I have to go up an entire flight of steps and then around the corner. It's just, it's not ideal. So I'm not trying to leave you hanging. I'm sorry. I wish I had a better story. It's just that it's sort of a journey just to do something very simple. Oh, I've been there and I totally get it. It's like a labyrinth getting through that building too. Cause that's the thing I'm directionally challenged So half the time I would choose the wrong hallway or the wrong stairwell. And it's like, uh uh-oh, I've got to be on air in 30 seconds. And I don't even (laughs) know which way to go. It almost feels like an obstacle course that they set up where somebody's watching it, you know, just behind a camera and just like laughing. Jinx, I saw a a funny video on uh, Twitter yesterday that I think I reposted. Somebody Mm -hmm. set up uh, an Amazon delivery driver obstacle course. And they called it huh. Delivery Driver uh, Ninja Warrior Warrior Course or something to the effect of that. So they put up a hidden camera and these guys had the okay. packages and they had like swinging things. You know how like American Gladiator used to be. And it was so yeah. funny. They had the monkey bars. And so you see these delivery huh. drivers with packages in their hands doing the monkey bars. It was so funny. I miss the hidden camera shows. Do people still do that, or is that just for, like, TikTok and YouTube? Oh, that's funny you said that, because yesterday, of course, I was having a couple drinks around the corner, and I look up at the TV, 
and I see one of those shows. It was one of those practical jokes or practical joke shows where they have the hidden cameras and something's going on and people are in the back and they've got the headsets on and they're telling the person out doing the prank what to say because the person has an earpiece in. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Now I eventually changed it to ESPN so I could keep up with what was going on while I'm sitting there. But I guess I never really got into those shows. Like I don't you know what's so weird is that they make me feel awkward. And I know they're really funny, but what I always start to squirm because of the people involved, which it's not me, but it it makes me feel weird. Like I get the ick where I'm like, ah, these people think this is happening. It's not really happening. I don't know. Maybe it's just a personal issue. It's called secondhand embarrassment, and it's definitely a thing. Like when you're watching yeah. somebody do something embarrassing, you're like, oh my God, I feel embarrassed. But now that I yeah. think about it, Impractical Jokers, that's a good one that I always watch during March Madness because it's on, uh, what's that network that they're on? T. Comedy Central? True TV. True TV. Oh, good call. True TV. Yes, that is the time of year where everybody figures out what channel True TV is because there's also March Madness games on. That's right around the corner, actually. You know, in a few months, yeah. we have that to look forward to. But right now, we are smack dab in the middle or even, you know, further along in the NFL. So as the playoffs are close by, let's examine some of these narratives and divide which ones are actually something and which ones people are talking too much about for no good reason. So, Bill, let's do a little read and react. All right, let's jump right into it. Read and react number one. Dolphins suffering a shocking loss to your Titans on Monday night, Chelsea, knocking them out of the top spot of the AFC. Now, looking down the road, Miami is still leading their division by two games over Buffalo, but you look at the finishing stretch for the Dolphins, it ain't easy. They got the Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, and then close with those Buffalo Bills. So, Jinx, I'll ask you first. Sure. Should we be worried about Miami down the stretch? You can get the Bills 3-1 to one to still win the division. I would say that I'm not worried about Miami making the postseason. But I think it's a very good point, Bill. This is a really difficult stretch, and especially coming off a game that you should have won. 14-point lead with four minutes to play. I mentioned this stat yesterday. No team has come back from a deficit like that in, what, seven years? Teams before that were 0-767. That's how rare a loss like that is, completely deflating. So when you talk about the schedule coming up, even the Jets – are not going to be an easy out this weekend. I know it's easy to say, oh, yeah, it's Zach Wilson. He won't have back-to-back -back good games, but he might. The Jets' defense is very good. It's not a shoe-in. Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. So, yeah, I think if you're the Dolphins coming off a game that you absolutely should have won and you have this gauntlet down the stretch, you're going to make the postseason, but now you have to be worried about playoff positioning and having an advantage that maybe you would have had if you had won this game against Tennessee and maybe put together a couple wins down the stretch. So I would say yes. I think it's actually a solid play and something to actually look at in the betting market. If the Bills are 3-1 to one to win the division, because look at their schedule, and you mentioned this, the Bills are going to be favored in all of these games, with the exception of maybe the Dolphins to close out the year. 
So say it comes down to the final game of the year, Bills-Dolphins for the division. What did we see last time around when the Bills and the Dolphins squared off? Uh, the Bills won it 48-20. to Should be noted that was a home game for the Bills, but still, you know, clearly the matchup advantage goes to the Bills. So especially at that price, uh, I don't think the Dolphins are going to be favored in all those games, especially when they go on the road to the Ravens. So a great call there. I think I will be on the Bills for Bill. I read React no. Read and react number two. The Giants suddenly have won three straight after they came back and won the Monday night game against Green Bay. Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito has become a cult hero in New York, much to the chagrin of Peyton Manning on the Manning cast. If you saw the highlights of that, he's not exactly thrilled with Tommy Cutlets or his agent. But what are the Giants going to do now at quarterback? Daniel Jones has a four-year $160 million deal. Now the Giants can get out of that after the 2024 season, but New York is going to have a pretty decent draft pick. And it's been said they've already been scouting some of the top quarterbacks in the draft. So Chelsea, if you're looking at this from the Giants perspective, you're riding it out with Tommy DeVito and Daniel Jones going into next year. You're drafting a quarterback. What's New York to do at this point? This is a tough one because of the contract that you just signed Daniel Jones to. I think a lot of it will depend on which quarterbacks are available and how much you believe in said quarterbacks coming out of the draft. Because we see this every year. It is very easy to get on board with, you know, the the new thing on the block, the shiny new toy that has so much potential. But this can also go in the wrong direction. Like look across the way at the other New York team and at Zach Wilson, how that went for the New York Jets, somebody who was supposed to have a boatload of talent, had a rocket arm, had a great pro day. And I will say at least Zach Wilson had a great game last week, but still that has not been uh, what has happened for most of his career. So I'm not so sure. I feel like you maybe stick it out with Daniel Jones. I don't know. It just depends on what the cost is. Because if you you know get a quarterback in the first round of the draft and you get it wrong, This can be a franchise-altering decision. So I'm not sure if you should do that if you're the New York Giants. So undecided for me. This is a tough one. I think the Giants need to be very careful here because right now they're projected to have the eighth pick in the draft. And look, if you've got the number one or number two pick and you are sold on someone, then by all means, I get it. You need a quarterback. But here's the thing. The Giants need a lot of help. I mean, they need a lot of help. How many times has it been Saquon and nothing else on offense? A good defense. They need help at receiver. They need help at quarterback. This is the Giants team. All of their problems are not going to be solved just because they get a great quarterback. Even now with Tommy DeVito, they're winning, but it's not like it's these are incredible wins and they look like a different team. It's been nice to see. It's a great story. I don't think he's the future. I frankly don't think Daniel Jones is the future. But unless you have someone fall to you that you absolutely believe in, just rolling the dice on a quarterback when you need so much help could actually set you back. If I'm the Giants, what I would do is, unless maybe you move up or trade up and you're sold on someone, I would take someone to help the team. Maybe you take, well, he's probably going to last that long, Marvin Harrison Jr., someone 
who can really help your team. Then you go another year, you see what you have with Daniel Jones, you see what you have with Tommy DeVito, and if that doesn't work out, then the next year maybe you go in on a quarterback. I think it's a little too soon for a team that needs so much help across the board. And the amazing thing is they're only a game out of the wild card spot. As bad as they are, yeah. they are a game out of the wild Crazy. card in the NFC. It's unbelievable. All right, last one for you. As we know, Kansas City probably lost any chance at having the number one overall seed in the AFC when they lost to Buffalo on Sunday. Now, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid maybe trying to make sure they don't get fined have come out and apologized. Even Patrick said, yeah, I should have said what I did at the end to Josh Allen. Great, that's fine, but it doesn't help them now sitting at 8-5 and five mm-hmm. and two games behind the Ravens for the top spot. Three of their last four are against teams currently with losing records. Chiefs aren't in any real danger of losing their divisional lead, but jinx, mm-hmm. come playoff time, Patty's going to have to go on the road here. Yeah, Can Mahomes and company get this thing done in the AFC playoffs? I don't know. I'm starting to doubt the Chiefs. And can I read a comment from TikTok yesterday? Please. Because people are crazy. I've seen insults, and there's always extremes, right? There are people who say, oh, my God, what is wrong with you? Have you never made a mistake? I'm like, that's so stupid. That's such a meaningless argument. Yes, we've all made mistakes. It doesn't mean that that absolves anyone from any criticism ever. But then you get something like this. Praising a mid-QB. A mid-QB, like he's the second coming for the last five years, is what created this entitled monster who went after a ref needs to be suspended. Mid? <laughs> okay. Well, he didn't touch the ref either. Well, he so, did. Like, me... There is so much to unpack in that statement. Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. If he retired tomorrow, he would probably make the Hall of Fame. If you If, if you disagree, let's not go down that road. He's won two Super Bowls in five years, and you're saying he's mid? What What are we doing here? And you're saying that, oh, he should be suspended for what? Getting angry? <sighs> Just both sides of this thing. What are we doing here? Anyway, Patrick Mahomes is not a mid-QB. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game. That said, the Chiefs as a team, I think we're starting to see some cracks some chinks in the armor here. They just don't have the offensive output that we've seen in previous years. The Chiefs can beat anyone, but guess what? I also think they're a team that can lose on any given week. And I think that frustration we saw from Patrick Mahomes and good on him for apologizing, class act. I figured he would do that. He did. But you talked about this, Chelsea. I think he's projecting here. The Chiefs just aren't that good. So I think you should be concerned if you're Kansas City. Yes. Well, how many big games do they have to lose at the hands of their receivers for you to learn your lesson? I learned my lesson. I saw the Chiefs at home, you know, at almost a pick and price. I said, oh, yeah, great deal. But how many big games do they have to lose before we actually believe that, hey, the receiving core is truly a problem? Like, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting Mm -hmm. a different result? I will not be betting on the Chiefs in big games because I don't want to lose at the hands of Kadarius Tony any longer. So I will be keeping my money in my pocket. All right, we've got to get to break. Up next here on The Daily Tip, Lucy Burge stops by talking all things pop culture. Wonder what her take is on Patrick Mahomes. That's next. 
Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. And we're back on a Women of Wagertainment Wednesday. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He's Michael Jenkins. In a couple minutes, we'll bring in Lucy Burge to talk all things sports. Maybe dabble in to what's going on with Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs as of late. Jenks, we have been having a lively discussion about the mm-hmm. internet and the comment section and how sometimes it cannot, uh, it's not a great place to live. And I think Correct. what I have decided is that you ju- you got to just post and go. You don't respond to any of the comments. You can't assume mm-hmm. that people want to have an intelligent conversation because that's what I want to do. That is what I want to do on social media is I want to post something. I want to ask a thoughtful question and I want people to have a conversation with me about, you know, mm-hmm. a bet, about a narrative, but it never seems to go that way. Like, even if you're asking a question, people are like, oh, this is the dumbest video ever. I'm like, did you even watch the video? And that's the other thing. People will comment on videos, on articles, without even listening to the video or reading the article. So at this point, I think I'm done on comment sections. You just, it's a very hard thing to accept that it is a losing game because you can make the most salient, the most accurate, the most fact-based articulate point on the planet. And it just doesn't matter. Think about it this way. How many times have you had a discussion with someone, especially someone you didn't know on Twitter, the gram, whatever, and you actually had a conversation where you came to some sort of agreement or compromise. It just doesn't happen because people who say especially terrible things, they have no interest in listening to reason. They have no interest in actually having some sort of adult discussion. Their sole purpose is to A, get attention and to be mean-spirited. And for me, when I when I read some of these terrible things, it doesn't bother me personally so much as it bothers me as a human being because I think I can't believe there are people in this world who would actually think to write or say such a thing. That's what gets me. It's not necessarily like, oh, I'm so offended that you said this. It's I can't believe there are people out there who would take the time to say such awful things. And that's when you have to come to the realization there are some bad people in this world and there are some people who want nothing more than to tear you down and they have zero interest in any sort of discussion but it's hard it's it's easier said than done for sure well the worst part is my conscience is always clean like these nasty comments are coming at like oh i posted a video dj moore over 58 and a half receiving yards and you would think i posted a video on like foreign policy or something like really controversial. (laughs) You're like, what are these people doing? Like, this is sports betting. Why are people so up in arms about this? Like, I'm not saying Mm -hmm. something that, you know, is changing lives or doing anything. You've got to remember, like, this is sports. 
This is entertainment. Even like the Patrick Mahomes thing. Like, okay, he threw a tantrum. Nobody's saying he's a bad person. We're just saying he had a weak moment and it was uncharacteristic of him. And that is all we are saying. Absolutely. That's it. I even started off that whole rant that I went on by saying I like Patrick Mahomes. And I do like Patrick Mahomes. But the comment that I think is so dumb, which I hate hearing is, oh, you've never made a mistake. Yes. It's a meaningless comment. We've all made mistakes, but it doesn't mean that you absolve everyone for everything. But the idea that, hey, if somebody does something terrible and you immediately let them off the hook by saying, oh, you never made a mistake. Like it, it's just such low hanging and it means nothing. Of course we have that. That that is when something is common for everyone, it, it has no meaning whatsoever. So it's just trying to give someone a free pass. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. Patrick Mahomes apologized. He acted out. It's fine. It's just a football game. It's not that big of a deal. I'm amazed at how many people get so riled up about something that if you take a step back, just doesn't and really shouldn't move the needle. Well, and also when Patrick Mahomes does things right and makes like leadership moves, we give him his flowers. Like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you praise somebody for the things that they do right, like, it's okay to say, okay, maybe this is where they misstepped. And that is part of our job is to talk about sports and what goes along with it. So I'd love to hear Lucy's take on this whole situation and kind of the downfall of the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's bring her in now. She is Lucy Birch, host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night right here on BetQL and a BetQL writer. Always busting strong, it's Lucy Burge. How do you like them apples? All right, Lucy. So we've been talking about the comment section. And boy, when I dive into your comment section, it is always a doozy. What is the most hmm. outrageous, outrageous comment that you've gotten on social media? Or at least, you know, some of them. Oh, yeah. So good morning. I don't know if those are appropriate for air, to be quite honest, but there are things that people have said they'd like to do to me, good and bad, you know, things like that from from take you on a date to um, things that are um, more um, maybe rated X. And it's it's a little bit like those are the ones that I can handle because you just do swipe through the D it's the DMs and things like that. However, there are tweets that um, are or posts or now it is, is moved to different platforms on social media um but just as a standard thing when i look at the comment section i think the percentage of haters you have correlates to your following so the more haters you have the better you are doing and the more followers yet you you have is is kind of how i look at it because you're never going to win you're never going to defeat them so trying only hurts yourself and it takes a lot of, of confidence in yourself and years ago I think I would have had a harder time with it because I am more confident in myself. And comments like the ones that that are the worst for me 
are the ones that are like you have a belly in that outfit you look like those those years ago <laughs> what? would have destroyed me those i i those are the the worst ones but the ones that i also hate are the ones that are like you're dumb just like ones that are like you're bad at this you're that insult your intelligence when you know what you are doing and then you question yourself you're like wait am i wrong and, and then you're like no no take a second and realize that you are not wrong and just look out the window like go for a walk the world is is wide it's wider than this one tweet to you that said oh well you know what actually that's at minus five and a half i don't know where you got minus five it's minus five and a half <laughs> everywhere idiot um, yeah, those are just like, you can't win. You cannot win with these people. So I think the, the ones that are the most outrageous are very descriptive and very just interesting. These people are very creative. My goodness. And do they have time on their hands? Uh, maybe, you know, hobbies exist. So I think maybe, um, <laughs> I love the, the ones also, the people who say, uh, I had one guy who said, uh, get a life. Good luck getting a life you narcissist silly girl and i was like i, I don't even know where to begin <laughs> okay. don't know where to begin so you just keep on scrolling but yeah they're they're, they're people be wild people be crazy out there so it's <laughs> you know it's a strap in everybody because it is a, a wild every day it's like oh what what's today what's going to happen today um but i would say compared to what i see other people yeah it's really i don't get it that bad badly than than uh, what, what other know. people do it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. It's, I mean, I just don't take, I don't. I try not to take it very personally. Well, you should not. That's for sure because people are idiots. I I remember I woke up. This is a few months ago, and I had not. I think it was just after the weekend, and I woke up one morning. And I had a notification on Twitter, and the, the only comment was Michael Jenkins is a racist. Oh, I was like, oh god. I was like, okay. I hadn't even posted anything. Someone just decided you? to wake up and be. And be like, you know what? Racist. And I was like, okay. I, 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 Source? No, but Source? Is this a, what? do you have something I said? They had nothing. They just decided to throw it out randomly. So yeah, I have he, to ask you. Yeah, I, I got to ask you. I just, I would love to get your take on so many things, but particularly Tommy DeVito's agent, Sean Stilato, the Italian stallion. I love all of this, and maybe they're leaning into it, but I honestly don't care because whatever happens with Tommy DeVito in the future, it doesn't matter because he's going to have this memory, this run forever. How much of this is a real thing? So I think a lot of it is real. How perfect yeah. is this guy? And he is from Salem, Massachusetts. And from what I have heard, he oh. is always like this. He dresses like this all the time. He has been a hustler for a long time with this. He is just, he is always working, always on the phone, always working the phones. So as soon as I saw him, not knowing any of that, but as soon as I saw him with Tommy DeVito, I thought this is perfect. This guy is set up for life because he has this guy on his side. It his corner working for him kissing his parents and i i thought you know what this guy's got a guy for everything and tommy devito is set the best part of it though is that tommy devito can play and tommy devito can win games so that's i think the, the baseline of it is perfect for this story to develop on top of that and the best part too was after the game when they asked tommy devito did you see your dad and your brother with sean and he was like no what did they do and they were like oh they were kissing each other he was like oh that must have been just comedy. Like he was like, of course they were kissing each other. This guy is so perfect. And as one person put it, 
every NFL team should have a third string quarterback that is a regional stereotype. Just one of the people, one of the fans. <laughs> this guy was pulled right from the fans of the Giants. And so I think that this whole story, it, it, I thought, wow, this is a great story, of course, because you got the DeVito fingers and everything. And then you see his agent. You're like, oh boy, get ready because this story continues to get better. But this guy is perfect for this. And so you can tell that he's part of the family. I mean, he is right, he's right there, he's right mm -hmm. in there with the family. So it and the the spread before the game, the the family, I think this is a great story too, because the family is really enjoying this. And Tommy DeVito is enjoying this because you never know how long these these opportunities are going to last and i think it's perfect that they're taking advantage of this and it's just so far been a great story i think but the agent is just he's perfect for this central casting it's wild to me how this has even made the press conference after the game brian dable <laughs> saying tommy's done a great job of keeping the main thing the main thing when there are so many distractions around him like you see how many people come to his games like he has an entire like crew there for yeah. these games but lucy i did want to ask you about what feels like the rise and the fall of the kansas city chiefs because of course earlier in the season we had taylor swift travis kelsey you know dating taylor swift and now we saw the tantrum that patrick Holmes had a lot of people were hating on him for it and for good reason he was acting like a crybaby do you think this is it for the chiefs do you think they actually are writing themselves out of the script for winning the super bowl this year I think they might be because that tantrum uh, first glance and the hours following, first of all, it's Taylor Swift's birthday. So happy birthday to Taylor Swift. Could we see an engagement? No. I don't know because they're planning something exciting. Uh, the, just to, to mention the odds for them to be engaged before the start of the 2024 season are minus 140. And those odds could be a move in today because it is her birthday. Um, but at first glance, that tantrum was off-putting and very uncharacteristic of Patrick Mahomes. And you think, what is really going on here? Is he taking this out on the wrong the wrong outlet in the refs? Or did he want to take it out on Kadarius Tony? But when I look back on it, I don't hate it so much because what we see from Patrick Mahomes all the time is, I, I don't want to say boring, but he's very, um, uh, he's very upstanding. And very just like a likable guy. But you see a little bit of, of emotion and color from him and a little bit of, of more zhuzh from him. And I kind of like it. I, I don't I don't hate it so much as time has gone on because it's something he did, something in the past. But I do look forward to their game against the Patriots and think, is he rattled? Or is this going to fire him mm. up? So what I am looking for is how the Chiefs go forward from this. Because will this be their detriment or will this be what propels them through the season? I don't trust them as a team. I, I refrain from betting on them. I might take the Patriots this week plus nine and a half because I don't know how the Chiefs will show up in this game. It might be a lower scoring game, so maybe the Patriots can cover. But I will be looking to see if, if maybe Patrick Mahomes is now thrown off by this or if it actually helps them. But I'm more on the side of maybe they're thrown off by this and this could be more their demise. I do not think they will make the Super Bowl. Yeah, and right now they are still the third favorites to win the Super Bowl over at BetMGM, plus 650. All right, Lucy, great stuff as always. She is Lucy Burge, BetQL writer and host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night. Follow her on Twitter at Lucille Burge. Leave her a nice comment. Be nice to her yeah, and always keep it at least pg lucy thanks for stopping by uh we gotta get to break up next 
We've got our survivor picks. Who wins outright this week in the NFL? Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This is the music I imagine Jenks running through the halls, trying to get back to the studio (laughs) after using the bathroom. Jenks, what a labyrinth that you have to go through every single day. Because we have a fairly large building that we do, uh, or that you do the show from there in Washington, D.C. But I was going to ask you this. Are you like one of my fellow basic girls and my fellow suburban moms who have fallen into the trend of Stanley Cups? Oh, I, yes. I don't have it with me. You have a Stanley Cup? Yeah, the lovely Catherine got me an engraved Stanley Cup for our anniversary. (laughs) So it has a personalized message on it. And I have to say... I use it all the time. I don't have it with me here because it's large. And so when I'm on the road, I have this Yeti. But when I'm at home, I have that Stanley Cup filled with water and I use it constantly. Every now and then I'll fill it with Diet Coke, but that's not great, even though I'm always drinking Diet Coke. (laughs) But I fill that thing with water each and every day. And I can't believe how much I use it. That Stanley Cup goes with me all around the house. Okay, is there something that I'm missing? Why is the brand so popular? Because I'm fine if you have an insulated mug. I get it. I just purchased one myself. It is not a Stanley Cup. I got it for uh, $4 over at TJ Maxx. Mm -hmm. But what's with the Stanley brand? Because clearly, everybody has this exact cup, the Stanley Cup. All of the girls on Instagram, all of the girls on TikTok, and now you have Mm -hmm. it? Like, what am I missing? You're missing nothing, honestly. This is an influencer (laughs) thing. They have a cool logo, right? The Stanley logo is very cool, which I'm I'm trying to come up with a reason. It's an influencer-based product, but there's no difference. There's really no difference between. Now, I like the big handle because you can just carry it around, but if you want a big Yeti, you can get one of those too. So I don't know what it is. I... I was not aware of this trend until the lovely Catherine turned me on to it. She's like, have you ever heard of a Stanley Cup? And I was like, no. She's like, oh, it's this big thing on TikTok. But I simply think it's one of those influencer-based products that has caught hold. But ultimately, it's not a whole lot different than any other cup like it. These type of things make me really want to take a stand. I want to be the person that puts (laughs) my foot down and say, no, I'm not buying this just because everybody else is. Because it does feel stupid to me. And I was going to say, it's kind of like Yeti coolers, but it sounds like you have Yeti stuff too. So maybe I will not talk about that. But doesn't it just feel like one of those things that it's like, how much of a sheep are you? If you're going to get everything that everybody else is getting. I get that if it's more high quality, I don't have one, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. But when I see things like this, I just kind of shake my head at like how big of followers people are. And I guess that's why they're influencers because they do be influencing. 
That's they do be influencing. That's just it. <laughs> I had never heard. Like I'm drinking out of a Yeti right now. I'm drinking some coffee, and it's delicious. If there were water in here, it would taste just the same. Maybe it's the shape of the Stanley Cup. Maybe that's it because it has a different shape than a Yeti. But there's really not any difference. It's not like when I drink from the Stanley Cup, I'm like, wow, what a difference. This water oh, tastes purified. This Stanley Cup's incredible. No, there, I, I don't think there's any difference at all. Yeah, I'm not a believer. I'll stick with my $4 cup from TJ Maxx. <laughs> all right, so let's get to some influencing when it comes to our picks. We will do our survivor picks, which if you are new to the show, every single week we try to pick an outright winner in the NFL. Sometimes it's easier said than done. Last week was an absolute bloodbath, but the rules of our show's survivor is all you have to do is pick a team to win straight up. If a team you pick loses the week you pick them, you can't use them again for the rest of the season, and you can't use the same team in back-to-back -back weeks, but you can use the same team more than once in a season. So let's get to it. Our favorite straight-up picks. There can be only one. Who will survive? All right. Uh, looks like Maddie has been the best of us all. Uh, with only one loss on the season. Matt, who do you like this week in Survivor? I am going to go with a team that I'm not terribly confident in covering the spread, but I think the spot that they're in, they need to win. And I don't have much faith in the Panthers. I thought there might have been a little bit of a bounce back after they fired Frank Reich, but that team is still abysmal. So I'm going to take the Falcons in a must-win spot on the road in Carolina. No, the Falcons? <laughs> All right, Matt. I will keep a straight face as I recap your pick uh, later on. David, looks like you are swinging for the fences, brother. And you're going with a pick that it looks like not anybody else is choosing, but that's what you always do. Uh, you kind of go uh, out of the lines. So who do you like this week in Survivor? I don't see it as swinging for the fences. It's using common knowledge. Uh, Houston Texans, no C.J. Stroud, no Nico Collins, no, uh, oh, what's his, Tank Dell. Yeah, I'm Tank taking Dell. I'm taking the mm -hmm. Titans over the over the Texans to win probably Ooh. by a large margin. Well, here's the thing. I am not crazy for saying this is kind of, you know, a borderline pick because the line's only two and a half. Like, that's what I'm getting at. Because usually in Survivor, a lot of us take the massive favorites because you don't have to cover the spread. Uh, so I got you there, but still a divisional game and the Titans have kind of struggled against the Texans, but I do get your reasoning. So, Jenks, how about one of the big favorites? Who do you like uh, in Survivor this week? Come on, guys. 49ers. Cardinals. Do I even need to make an argument here? I'm trying to research no. some hockey bets. I feel like I'm <laughs> being interrupted mid-show. It's 40. <laughs> it's 49ers. So sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm giving you our time. It's it's just such an obvious pick. I, wouldn't everyone be stunned if the cards pull an upset over arguably the best team in football? It is San Francisco easily over Arizona. 
Yeah, I'm not trying to do anything crazy. I'm taking the Niners too. They're 13 and a half point favorites. A team that when they have Trent Williams on the offensive line, when they have Debo Samuel, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, this is a team that looks really, really dominant. So we just need him to get the outright win here over a Carl team that doesn't really have much to play for. Yes, it's a divisional game, but traditionally the Niners have owned the Cardinals. So I'll be with you, Jenks. That is my pick as well. Bill, I'm sorry. It looks like I skipped you. So who do you like in uh, Survivor? All good. Yeah, no, all good. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals over the Vikings. Minnesota just scored three points against the Raiders. Three. Indoors, three points. And now they're going to start Nick Mullins. That's exactly what the NFL was looking at. Week 15, Bengals, Vikings, Jake Browning versus Nick Mullins. No Justin Jefferson. Oh, I can't wait to tune in for this one. But the Bengals will win. Jake Browning's better. He still has Jamar Chase. Maybe he's questionable. This could be an awful game, but I think Cincinnati wins because the Vikings are just putrid right now. Important question. How do we all pronounce Bengals? Because I've heard a lot of people say Bengals. I'm like, is this a twang? Should we be saying Bengals? The Bengals? Because I have a Southern accent. The Bengals so it just makes me sound are an like 80s, our 80s band led by Susanna Hoffs. The Bengals are an NFL football team. The Bengals had walk like an Egyptian. The Bengals have Joe Burrow. I think that's the difference. Yeah, but people say it bangles all the time. Like, am I crazy here? I feel like I hear this all the time. Didn't Bill, you just said it bangles, right? Probably. Yeah. I I, I go back and forth remember? just depending on how it comes out. <laughs> no, I don't remember how I said it. No. The Bengals. There you go. It's the Bengals. Bengals. The Bengals. Sounds like Bengay. Sounds like some kind of pro, uh, promotion for a product that relieves muscle soreness, like the copper fit sleeves that Brett Favre used ah. to advertise. I think they have Jerry Rice now. I think they have switched gears. Yeah. They've moved on from Brett Favre. Uh, all right, so I have not stirred the pot that much. So if anybody has a problem with any of these picks, speak now or forever hold your peace. Uh, Carolina gets their second win of the season. They are going to absolutely win this game against Atlanta. And Atlanta's my team. I'm, I'm being very Atlanta. Atlanta's defense has steadily digressed throughout the season to now where they're giving up points here. Would would you (laughs) like a touchdown here? Have another touchdown. It's okay. And Desmond. Double D. I have a theory. Go ahead. Now, you're a great dad, and I know your daughter wanted to see your beard blue. But I think there's a strong possibility that that coloring has started to seep <laughs> into your skin and is making its way up to your brain. It is Carolina. It's Panthers colors. Yeah, it is Carolina blue, too. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. That, that, that would be my one thing is, like, it, it, it just seems like that team is steadily just gotten worse and worse as the year it's gone on and it's yeah i agree it it could be a spot panthers Panthers. haven't gotten any better yeah the panthers Panthers ain't looking good either watch this be the game watch this be the game where everybody goes ah this is why they drafted bryce young number one okay we get it i don't know about that oh yeah like i 
I wouldn't be shocked if the Panthers win a game because the Falcons are pretty bad too. Like that's the only reasoning I would say. But I don't think people are gonna be like, oh, now we see it. Bryce Young? Yeah, CJ Stroud, who? Like, I'm not gonna go that far. And the one sabotage factor for Double D's pick is what if he clears concussion Ooh. protocol and CJ Stroud plays? That's like the only oh, that's true. concern Ooh. I would have. The way his that's head dribbled off that asphalt oh, that is MetLife oh. Stadium. Jesus. The asphalt. <laughs> My thought when I saw that was Tua needs to start a school of falling. How to learn to fall in the NFL. Remember that? And Tua, you know, knock on wood, has been pretty healthy this mm -hmm. season. So maybe a franchise opportunity for Tua Tongue of Iloa. His school of falling the right way. All right, top of the hour is next here on the Daily Tip. We'll talk NBA best plays and picks in the association. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.